Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Jody Freed, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. What a year, what a whirlwind. We have just completed season one of the podcast and aired a very amazing, beautifully done anniversary episode a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to keep you guys in the loop about what's coming next and what to expect. Over the next few weeks, me and my team are going to be replaying some really worthwhile episodes from season one. And this is going to give us a little bit of a chance to rest up and gear up for season two. Rest is so, so important and crucial and something that I'm trying to take to heart as well. So (laughs) use that as a little reminder for yourselves, rest when things are crazy and when you've done a lot or accomplished something small or big, it's always okay to take a break and rest. So that's what we're doing for the next few weeks. In September, you can expect season two to kick off with bite-sized episodes, five-minute episodes with tools like meditations and little bits and pieces of inspiration from me to help you tackle and take on the Chagim, the holiday season with grace. It's obviously a very stressful time with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and everything, you know, in short succession. And so we're going to keep it short, sweet, and really practical. And the things that'll help you, right, as a mom, as a Jewish mom today. In October is when season two will kick off in full force with interviews and solo episodes similar to what you heard in season one. If you have any guests, any mentors, anyone who you would love to hear on the podcast, send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear your suggestions and I'm always here for you. So Two Mom Life is focused on helping make your life a little easier and helping you as a mom, especially as a Jewish mom, be more supported and resourced so that you have the tools to take on motherhood in all its joy and delight and in all its messiness and hardship. So thank you for joining me on the Two Mom Life podcast. It's such a joy. I really appreciate that you choose to spend your time here with me. So definitely tune in to these episodes over the next few weeks. We have some really, really awesome episodes that we'll be re-releasing for you. And then stay tuned in September for bite-sized episodes to help you take on the high holiday season with grace. Bye for now. Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I love having you here. Fills me up. I hope it fills you up too. 
Today, we're going back in time to an episode that I did with Adina Sokloff about parenting simply how to set up your child or your children for life. And it's an episode that we put together as part of the Jewish Mama Mashup about a year ago. What I love about the episode is that Adina is very real in providing tools, very simple tools that help us set our children up for success. So without any further ado, please listen in, enjoy. If today's episode resonated with you, if you liked what you heard, please share on social media. Please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other moms looking for resources, looking for support, find us and I really appreciate it as well. Thank you for being part of our wonderful community. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Jewish Mama Masha. Today, we have a really special guest, Adina Sokloff, and she helps moms and parents with parenting. So she has a website, parentingsimply.com, and she is also the author of Parenting Simply, Preparing Your Kids for Life. So really excited about this conversation. I think it's going to be one that all of us can gain from as moms. So Adina, can you just take a minute, introduce yourself, let us know how many kids you have, you know, and give us just a brief introduction and then we'll delve in. Sure. So hi, I'm Adina Sokloff. I am trained as a speech therapist. So I'm also a parent educator or coach. And as you said, I run parentingsimply.com. I also work as a speech therapist in the schools. I have four children, but now they're getting pretty old. So I have a 23-year-old who just got married, a 21-year-old, a 18-year-old, and a 16-year-old. So I'm not in the trenches anymore, (laughs) but I still remember those days of being in the trenches. But yeah, so that's basically, I guess, my standard introduction. That's great. And on your website, you have lots of articles and posts around parenting, but I'm really intrigued by the title of your book. And I'm hoping we can start there because I'm wondering, how do we prepare our kids for life? We got so much information, you know, thrown at us from all different directions, but what's your theory? How do we actually do that? Okay. So my goal for my parenting is that my kids be responsible and independent adults. And I sort of always try to keep this in mind, even when my kids were younger. And a lot of that, I did not want, and now they're calling it snowflake children, right? Like it was helicopter parenting and snowflake children. I really did not want to have snowflake children. I really wanted my children to be able to weather like the little storms and the big storms of life. Can you just go into the definition? What is a snowflake child? Those kids were just like falling apart. Like any disappointment that happens to them, they'll fall apart. They're not able to make the decisions that they need to be responsible adults. Great. That's the terminology that's being used now. And for me, it was really important that my kids felt capable that like, if life throws you a problem, you could handle it. Like you might need to ask for help. You know, you might need to find a solution, but it could take a month to find a solution. But I just always wanted them to feel competent and capable. And I think that's really important for children 
these days. We don't have to fix everything for them. We don't have to make sure that they are not disappointed, but really let them experience all the different emotions that they have and understand that they're able to weather those emotions. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so valuable. So give us a few pointers on how we can make sure that they can weather those emotions and that they don't end up falling apart with everything that doesn't go their way. What can we do, you know, from the get go to help to foster that type of attitude and environment in our homes and in our families? life. Okay. So like one thing that we always spoke about in our family was solutions. I just always use that word with Mm. our children. And I think this is very important. Teaching needs to be done not in the heat of the moment. So when your child's having a temper tantrum, it's really not the time to start teaching about solutions. But really when things are going smoothly or like they're having a little bit of a tiff, like oh my gosh, there's only one cookie left. What kind of solution could we come up with? Okay, you know what? I'm going to say having one cookie for four kids would be considered a very big problem. I'm going to take that back. (laughs) I am going to take that back. But, you know, just like if dinner got burnt, I would say, oh my gosh, what kind of solution could we come up with? I know, we'll just have pizza for dinner. But it was just, Uh again, this word solution was always part of our vocabulary. It was just something, something that I used a lot with my children. And we also said, this is from positive discipline. I would always say, okay, so first of all, this is a little bit corny. So if anybody out there like can't handle corny, then I, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry. So I have three boys and a husband who like, they always like, cringe when I got corny. So I had to not be so corny, but I would always say, this is a family that focuses on solutions. And so as the kids got older, they would like sort of say it tongue in cheek, like, Oh, I know this is a family that focuses on solutions. But again, even if they said it that way, I still know that it had penetrated, even though they were making fun of it, it still penetrated. And even when your child is having a temper tantrum, you could say something like, I know you're so sad. I know you're upset. When you calm down, we're going to figure out a solution for this. And I see how using that term, right, using that piece of vocabulary throughout, like probably daily, I'm sure, using that term, this is a family that focuses on solutions, that becomes part of the family culture. Yes. Yeah. It's a nice way of looking at it. And another thing that I like to do, and this is from the book, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen, which is by Adele Faber and Elaine Majors, which is a favorite book of mine. And for many years, that's the parenting class that I taught. So they talk a lot about praise, praising kids. So, and you don't want to give a value of praise, like you're such a good boy, or you don't want to use superlatives like you're the best or you're the smartest. You really want to give praise that is more descriptive praise or um, more effort-based Carol Dweck in her work on growth mindset talks about this more descriptive praise. So anytime a child focused on a solution, then you want to point it out to them. You want to say, oh, I see you figured out a solution. Now, this does not mean that they created an invention and they're going to get the Nobel Peace Prize for that solution. We're talking about everyday little things. Like I just remember that my daughter and son, they would always fight when they were putting their shoes on in the morning. They would both be in the mudroom and they would, it's a small area. And one morning my daughter said, she was in the kitchen. She's like, I'm going to wait until Avi's out of the mudroom so we don't fight, <laughs> right? Which is 
you know what I would say that that's like that is a big deal yeah <laughs> I think that's huge I can't think of uh, like a more simpler example but I would say oh great you figured out a solution you focused on a solution there yeah. so just again using that type of praise focusing on using that word in your praise I think is also very mm. important and I think each family also has something that's very important to them, like values. And I think if you focus on praising, like being responsible, being independent, being kind, those are just some things that your family has to figure out, like what's really important to you? What's your mission statement? And then you sort of custom make or tailor make that praise to make sure that your children are following that mission statement. So you're constantly reinforcing that value. And again, my value that I really wanted in my family was for kids to be able to know that they could figure out solutions, that they could feel confident. That's interesting. And so you can even like journal about what are our values. Yes. You could even, I guess, write out a mission statement. Yeah. So I know a family, we didn't do this because when I read about this, my kids were too old. And again, we got a lot of rolled eyes. But I had a family who the parents and the kids, the kids were very young and they did. They wrote out a mission statement and they put it on their fridge. Like in this family, we are kind. In this family, I don't remember what the other things were, but it was like, it was beautiful. Hmm. So it works better with younger kids, but that's something that you really could do as a family. That's so nice. I'm just thinking about making a mission statement and then going to one of those workshops where you make like a wood art projects and make something really beautiful for your home. Oh, that would be around that. Yeah. So that, I think that's really, really valuable. I just love what you're saying. And okay. So that's one thing. So solution oriented family values, right. And incorporating that into praise. And are there any other key elements of preparing one's kids for life or have you really summed it up in a nutshell? So, no, I guess there are other aspects. I wouldn't want to say that I summed it up in a nutshell, but I think also just having that goal in mind as you're parenting. So a lot of times I'll have parents, and again, I'm out of the temper tantrum stage, but I was in the temper tantrum stage. I had four kids pretty close together and temper tantrums are really, really hard and they're hard to deal with. And, you know, it does get your heart racing, like physically, physiologically, mm -hmm. uh, when you have to deal with a temper tantrum as a mother, it is extremely yeah. stressful. But so I have a lot of parents who say to me, how do I stop the temper tantrum? How do I stop the temper tantrum? So number one, when a child is two, you can't stop the temper tantrums. It's really developmental. They have to have temper tantrums. You can have a child, a very laid back child and a mild mannered child that's not going to have too many of them. But in general, developmentally, it's a part of parenting. And it's the same thing for when you have teenagers, there are going to be temper tantrums. Again, it's just developmental. So I say we can't stop the temper tantrums, but we could help children move through it. So we have to change the goal to teaching kids calming strategies. Mm. So again, and maintaining calm is so important for life, like to decrease your stress level is yeah. so important for life. So when your kid is having a temp transit, instead of the goal being for it to stop, it's really, how do I teach my kid to maintain their calm? How do I teach my children when they are going through a rough moment and everybody goes through rough moments? I, you know, I am heading into middle age. There are times where you're just stressful, where it's really hard to maintain calm, but you know, hopefully you have learned the skills that you need when you see that you're stressful, how to de-stress yourself. That makes a lot of sense. And do you have resources 
that you would be able to point people to for say they want to learn how to kind of like move their child like through that and how to teach their child how to be more calm and like how to move into that state of mind. I have on my website, I have a lot of stuff about temper tantrums, but what I tell parents, the most important thing, the most important part of the temper tantrum is seeing how they calm down. So you'll see that a child will maybe finally, like they'll just tire themselves out, but they'll start sucking their thumb. They'll turn on their music. They'll hold their teddy bear. They'll, if they're older, I had kids who had a basketball hoop in their room, they would start playing with their basketball hoop, you know, playing basketball with the hoop. So whenever they're finished, you focus on what it is that they did to calm themselves down. And then that's what you focus on. You say, you were so sad. You were so mad. You didn't have your lollipop or a kid who comes home from school. You're having like this. So many kids have this after school meltdown and you want to say to them, you were so upset. You were so angry. Did you notice how you calmed yourself down? You sat Mm -hmm. on your beanbag. You played with your basketball. You started sucking your thumbs. You cried. Crying is actually a de-stressor. It's really not a bad thing. I mean, once your child is kicking and throwing things, then that's a problem. But crying is really, it's not a bad thing. Right. So again, focusing on what they did to calm down. And you could say to them, you know, crying is a good thing, but we can find other things to help you. Okay. Right. Like maybe we could read a book or let's find a few things that could help you calm down. Let's find a few tools that you could use. And again, focus on that. So I think that's really important. I see. Yeah, I think that's helpful. And I think a lot of people will find that helpful. And I have found that with each child, it's like so critical to just have a refresher on like how to move through that process. And each right. child is different too. Yeah, I don't want to downplay the temper tantrum. I don't want to downplay how hard it is for mothers dealing with temper tantrums because been there, done that. I also always tell parents after the temper tantrum, you take a few okay. minutes to relax. Uh-huh. You locking yourself in your bathroom for five right. to 10 minutes if you can. You know, having that ice cream, I'm big into ice cream, love ice cream. So, <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to downplay the temper tantrum that it's not a big deal because it is, it is, it is. Right. But again, it's really just um, a tool that we could use to really help our kids learn how to de-stress and learn how to calm, keep calm. Wow. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for teaching us and coming on here and being part of the Jewish Mama Mashup. Um, can you tell us how we can get in touch with you? Sure. So on my website, I'm at asakloff at parentingsimply.com. Your best bet is to get in touch with me via email. You could check out my parentingsimply.com website. Also, my book is on Amazon, Parenting Simply, Preparing Kids for Life. And I should say, I also write continuing education classes. So you could look me up there as well if you're an occupational therapist or a physical therapist. So... Great. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure to post all those links below this. And I know you're going to be offering everyone a gift as well. So I'll include that in all of the emails and in the links to the video and all of that. So thank you again for gracing us on this series. And everybody, I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled up and in balance or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, 
loveadventuremom.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.